for the Lord did create NBA basketball. And he said, rejoice in this for it is good. And I shall, I shall rejoice. Amen. Have you guys seen, um, the fucking, the lethal shooter guy is probably one of my favorite people on Twitter or Instagram. Pardon me. He's so positive, even for like the most, the, the, like the, the NBA players that people hate the most. He's so damn positive. He's been doing this thing where he's like challenging people's uh, perceptions of the hardest rims to shoot on. So like unanimously, everybody's like, yo, double rims, they're the worst. So he's just been like increasingly like moving the notch ever so slightly in more of a difficult direction. Like he started with like a quadruple rim and then he like did like a double steel rim. And now today he did... I mean, he literally did like a quadruple rim, but it's like not connected. So it's like three cylinders. It's just fascinating. He's such a good shooter. I want to like, I would love to be rich enough. Like, I think he's recently started training like fucking Diplo. Like, I want to be rich enough to hire the lethal shooter yeah. to teach me how like to Like an, an, an NBA, an NBA shooting coach. Yeah. Like, yeah, even though you don't want play, you, you don't one. I want That's what I'm player. saying, though. It's like, what I'm saying, though, is like, he is an NBA shooting coach, and you want to be rich enough that you can hire a guy who is a shooting coach for NBA superstars to be your shooting coach, even though you have, you know, no prospects of playing professional basketball. I totally understand what you're talking about. That's Same. what I want. I thought about it a couple of years ago when I was like, okay, we started playing pickup more for work, and I was just like, you know, I've got some expendable income, and I know some people from when I was coaching AAU that I could just like hire to put me through drills. Just to be good enough to play on Monday nights. Like, why not <laughs> just spend the extra money just to shoot, like, 30% from three? Like, I would be the best player on the floor if I could shoot, like, 30% from three. Like, hands down. I've thought about that, I, too. I could shoot better than 30% from three. I don't think I'm not the best not. player on the floor. Over, over an entire... True. Over an entire evening, I think if I shot thirty percent from three for an entire evening, I could I'd definitely shoot thirty percent from three for an entire evening. I don't think so. I like. I don't know if I could do it right now because I haven't played basketball in fucking over a year, well, about a year. And so fucking. And, and like, dude, that's all I want to do, man. And I honestly, like, the first the first possession of of a, a pickup game that I play, like, if I catch a, a the ball anywhere, I'm dribbling the air out of that motherfucker. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like you won't catch me giving up the rock on my first possession. Like can't do it. Dude, I haven't played in too long. I just want to like the first game I, I, that I, we I, play is going to be the worst terrible. game of basketball in so the history no, of basketball. I, I I disagree with that because I I think the worst game ever played was the first active campaign oh, pickup game. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was brutal. It was. You could tell brutal. everybody was out of shape. Nobody had gotten a run in in a long time. Nope. <laughs> uh, it was tough. So so rough. So rough. People broke ankles. Fucking broke wrists. Like Tusky was out after the first game for like six weeks. <laughs> he broke his oh, wrist. No. What? What? What happened? Didn't he like collide into the wall? Like I trying to save so, a ball? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, Some dumb look, shit. Man, I I love that guy, and uh, I still talk to him, even though he no longer oh, works with us. Hilarious. But like, man, it's so bad. What this? What are you doing? Like, don't don't bother saving the ball, bro. <laughs> oh man, God, that was fun. So fun. Ah, oh, well, it's I, I did. I want I want to say one quick thing. There's a guy Go who no it. longer works at works at Active Campaign. His name was Xavier, 
He was a developer, and he played uh, D1 at Eastern Illinois. And Eastern Illinois, not really known as a basketball powerhouse by any means. And he averaged, I looked up his stats one day, and he averaged like four points a game for his career. Uh, but like, if, if you truly don't understand the difference between like your average pickup player and a D1 basketball player, even like a guy who wasn't that great at a not even that great D1 school, like he literally just murdered everybody. Like he was head and shoulders the best player on the court. It was funny watching him play. Like the way he played against us was like, you know how Kawhi like slows down the game and just like plays at this pace that's just like it's like he's playing in his own game around the rest of the players. And then he just kind of like dribbles around, gets his shots, puts up a nice little mid-range jumper. It's just like he like he did, he's not moving that fast, but he's so efficient. It's just like he just seems like a step ahead of, every, of everyone even though he's slower than everybody. It's the same way that Xavier played with us. We're just like he was just like so methodical and we're just like, "Oh, oh, you're 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 good at basketball." And we're all fucking we're playing. The, the thing is <laughs> the thing is too, like the thing is too, like he was obviously not playing up to like the the highest level he could have he could have played at. And like if he'd have done that he could have just like out out like athleticism to everybody but instead he just played like this methodical controlled game of i know exactly what you're saying like he played this like methodical controlled game and like he passed a lot because like i mean you can't be you can't be the guy who's like oh i'm d1 um playing uh, uh about um yeah so yeah, I, if I'm being honest, I would have if I was a D1 player and I was playing with like now my like coworkers of a random company. I just one game I would go off just so like everybody's like, no, I can't do it. But then I'd be like, all right, here you go, you can have the ball, you can have the ball. But for one game, I'm just like, nah, I'm just gonna hit four straight threes. We'll get a couple steals and just let's get this, let's get this one over with. Nah, I throw it. I would, I would dunk if I could dunk. I would dunk on somebody. Hundred percent. Oh, you know for sure. 100%. I would dunk at least once. Do, do you know what my least favorite thing is? Is uh, the last game of pickup that gets played when like you've got half the or like you've got like a third of the dudes like game. sitting at the baseline with like their shoes off and they're like I'm done. But you're like oh come on guys let's run one more and you're like there's like you know there's enough people there's like it's like eight or ten people you know maybe you run fours maybe you run fives whatever and you like have that like you know the enough people but then it's literally like nobody's playing defense. Like people are just jacking shots on every possession and it ends up being the longest game you played all night because like nobody is actually giving it any real effort or uh, on the flip side, like one team actually is, is trying um, to a degree and they just like blow out the other team. And like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you're like, Oh, 15, we're playing a 15 ones and twos. And the final score is like 15 to two because the one team is just like, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Which I one's worse for a final game? Getting your ass whooped or playing for like another twenty minutes because nobody can it's fucking score. It's definitely the latter. It's definitely it's the, the latter. latter. It's like we're we're just like we're just tied at four for like <laughs> thirty minutes. You're like guys, <laughs> you played a forty. Shot. You played a forty-five minute game to eleven. Yeah. Yo, I once played a game to twenty-one that they cut down to eleven because we were playing like such shit and we were all like, "Yo, we only have like four more minutes. We got to cut this down." <laughs> yeah, next shot, half court. Fucking shit. Yeah. Fuck it, oh, I, it, basketball. I've done next shot a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Yo, they're turning off the lights. Next shot. Next shot. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Got, got the ball. Got straight clanks. Got the ball. You're wide open on the wing, and you you catch the pass, and you just go, okay, next basket wins. <laughs> and then just yep, sink the it. shot, and you're like, okay, we win. Game's over. We're good. Game oh, over. Game God. over. Oh, God. All right. And with that, 
this, ladies and gentlemen, is NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit. I'm your host, Nick Aquiles, a.k.a. Chris Middleton Chu, a.k.a. Jordan Pepperidge Farmar. First things first, I got my co-host, my brother from the exact same mother. Uh, I am Jay Quiles, uh, a.k.a. Taylor Horton. Here's a Tucker. It's kind of it sounds like a euphemism. It sounds like yeah, a euphemism. A little bit. A little sexual. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and our brethren with less melanin. Hey, what's up? It's Tad, a.k.a. Chris Pringle, a.k.a. Danilo Calamari. Hey, it was always there. We never use it. I, You know what? Kudos. We know. It's an easy one. I mean, it's an easy one. I was trying to think of... Uh, Oh man, Pablo Pringleone. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the new Argentinian cat for Denver? I've heard a lot about him. That pass that he made last night, the like backspin, like (laughs) pass that he made in transition was so sick. I gotta fucking find his name. He's, I mean, everybody was like, yo, this dude, best passer in the NBA, hands down. And then you see the fucking, did you guys see that last night? No. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it's uh, what's his name? The point guard, uh, yeah. Compazzo, right? Yeah, Compazzo, dude. That fucking pass. I don't know what his first name is, Fernando or something like that. But yes, yeah. some shit like that. It I was, mean, look, I'm, I'm, it I'm nasty. Just saying. It was nasty. It's with an F. I know it. I know it's with an F, but I don't. It's it not Fernando, but like that's you know as close Francisco? as I'm gonna get. Francisco. It's not Francisco either. It's a weird name. Hold on, I'm gonna Google Nuggets. <laughs> Argentina. Oh, Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets Argentina. Here we go. Yes, Perfect. Facundo, Facundo Campazzo. But of course. Oh, and Facundo Campazzo to you. What a wonderful day. <laughs> it means no worries for uh, the rest of your days. I've had too much wine. That was funny. <laughs> I also drank. Oh, that, explain, that, that honestly does. That explains why look you're at laughing. The, look at, at my, te- my teeth and my tongue are all red. Like, yeah. And you're also, laughing at the things that I, I say. So, like, I should have known uh, that you <laughs> Yeah, you don't yeah, normally I'm, laugh at my jokes. No, I don't. I'm you trying like to laugh at your own. No, this is good. This is good for everybody. <laughs> That's what the podcast needs. It's a great thing. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into the roster. I haven't had folks. a drink in uh, three weeks. In what? In three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, it, it like sort of started out like we were quarantining to see Lauren's mom for Christmas, and then like I didn't have any plans, so like I just didn't have a drink, and then like I just kind of kept going, and finally I was like, you know what? On like the eighth, I was like, I'm just gonna do sober uh, December now. I do want to add that with a caveat that Iowa number three, number three, the number three Iowa Hawkeyes this Saturday do play number one uh, Gonzaga in uh, in basketball, and if they do knock Gonzaga off, Ooh. your boy's getting pissed drunk. What? So has, has, that's right. Been, it's understandable. Been. What time is that game at? Uh, it's in the morning, 11 a.m. I think. I would only uh, watch so that game I because I desperately want the Bulls to be terrible and draft Jalen Suggs this year. That's like my big. It's my big wish list item. He's uh oh, he's gonna be playing. He looks good. He was he was hurt. Yeah, uh, I saw. I remember he got hurt at the garden. I think, but uh, yeah, no, he's uh he's solid. Yes, it is indeed at eleven a.m. I was ninety nine percent sure about that, and then I said it out loud, and it was one of those things where it was like, is that right? 
Okay. Well, I will be at work, so we'll probably be slow. So I'll text you. I'll text you live updates. <laughs> Iowa updates. Gonzaga scores. <laughs> Iowa turns the ball over. Gonzaga, Iowa like Gonzaga gets fouled. Gonzaga shoots I want to I would like names, numbers, and every once in a while stats. I would like to point out I don't watch college hoops, so I don't know any of the players outside of just. I almost said Zach Garza, but that's a kid I went to high school with. It's Luca. Luke Garza. Yeah, Luca. <laughs> Luca. Uh, it's Garza. gonna. It's. I'm. I'm literally just gonna like. I'm gonna text you like play by play. Like Connor McCaffrey brings the ball up. He passes to <laughs> Bohannon. Bohannon throws it underneath to Garza. <laughs> Garza takes three dribbles, makes a post oh, move. Man. Actually, if you want, I'll just call you, and then when customers show up, I'll put you on mute. Yeah. And then I'll be like, Hello there. Team on speaker. Welcome to Chase. You're not gonna believe what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> You it. forget. Oh, he fucking fouled him. Just fucking yelling. yelling. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking foul. It's like, oh, really? Is it? Apparently. Yeah. Lauren yelled at me uh, the other night. So I uh, I normally like pace around when I watch Iowa play basketball. And like I, I just uh-huh. like stomp around my, my living room. And um, I've actually been very calm this year because I think the team is really good and I've been trying to like keep it under wraps a little bit. And then uh, we crushed Iowa State, beat them by 28. But uh, at one point uh, they had like almost taken, they may have they may have taken the lead. I believe they did take the lead um, in the first half and I finally just jumped off my couch and I'm like, that's fucking lazy. You're playing fucking lazy. What a bunch. Of, and like just started screaming at my team. <laughs> I have like two friends that take all their favorite sports teams way too seriously. It's you and Gannon. I've, I went to go see, we like went to a bar on a random Sunday last year and we went to go see a piss or a Pistons, Jesus Christ, a lions game. And it is, it's absolute insanity watching that kid. Ooh, especially fucking, the lions. Oh, it's so rough. It's so, and like, we went to go see a tigers white Sox game. He was way more tame, like relative to the lions game. But man, we're in the middle of this bar. I like fucking, 12 30 in the afternoon on a sunday he is, <laughs> he's the only one screaming now this bar i have to tell you the worst bar i've ever been to in the history of bars we get there at like 11 o'clock me and gannon are there. wait where did you go where did you go i know a couple of the lions bars which one did you go to so this wasn't a lions bar this is just a bar that we went to that had sunday tickets oh, that's worse. it's so bad so we go we go to this bar we go to this bar it's called I think they might be closed now, but it's called Boulevard. It's on North Avenue in California. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. D. Okay, so we get there at like 11 o'clock, right? Me and Gannon get there. We get there early because we just assume because they have Sunday ticket. Like, it's probably going to be packed. So we get there a little <laughs> early. We get there at 11 o'clock. Empty. Not only is it empty, they open at 10. The doors are locked when Gannon gets there. So nobody's in, not even the staff. So we go in and... uh Gannon's like, uh, okay, we want uh, we want a high life and a shot of Jameson. They're like, well, we don't have Jameson, so you're gonna have to do something else. And we're like, it's eleven o'clock. Jameson is probably the most like the most popular whiskey fucking shot you can take. You don't have Jameson. We're like, all right, fine. We'll do Jim- like everybody. Jim- that's like that's like you're, you're, when you're an adult. Like in college, you're like, I'll have a fireball shot. Yes. And like as an adult, you're like, I'll have Jameson. Yeah. Yep, right, Jameson. So we're like, okay, no Jameson. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we go through the list, like Jim Beam, et cetera, et cetera. We ended up settling on Jack, which is like not what you want to take a shot of. So no, we have our no, beer. No, it's not. No, not at all. So we do the oh. we do the Jack shot. We have the beer. Three more friends come in. We're drinking High Life. They're like, okay, we'll have High Life too. They're like, oh, we're out of High Life. And we're like. <laughs> it's 1130. You're out of high life. They're like, yep, we're out of high life. So 
we're like, okay, I cool. mean, th- th- this bar is closed for a reason. 100%. 100%. Like, the worst. And here's the thing. This is the second time that I've been at bar. rescue could have come in or no? Oh, I mean, they needed it. It's way past Like, it. I yeah. mean, yeah, not even John Taffer could save this place. But, like, mm-hmm. I had been there once before for a Bulls game, and it was miserable. And, like, I had a drink with my ex there, and it was just, like, one drink. And we're like, all right, this is terrible. Let's get out of here. So, anyways, fast forward. We're like, okay, no high life. Uh, how about Bud Light? Nope, no Bud Light. We're like, uh, Coors? Like, yeah, we got Coors. So Coors comes. We get a pitcher of Coors. More friends come in. They're like, hey, another pitcher of Coors. Ah, we're out of Coors. We're like, are you serious? So they ended up running out of every beer that we drank, every, like, alcohol that we wanted to take a shot of, everything gone. Fast forward, everybody's like, yo, we're hungry. I'm like, guys, do not order food from this place. They ran out of, they didn't have a fucking, they didn't have Jameson. Like, they ran out of fucking High Life and Coors within the first hour. Do not eat food from this place. And the thing is, like, is like Coors Light and, and Miller High Life are not things that people no. are ordering in mass at guys, most bars. Like, the, it's, guys, it's Miller Light and Bud Light. Yes. Really quick. Yes, you are right. I have a, a slight theory here. It was NFL Sunday ticket and not a Lions bar. And you said that your friend was quite rowdy. I feel like they were like, whatever they ask, we ain't fucking got it. Get them out of here. I'm telling you right now, they were super cool with us and very apologetic. Turns out, food, pretty fucking good. Pretty (laughs) fucking good. They got their barbecue right, but the beer, and we ended up, that Coors Light that we ended up ordering was like the last ditch effort. Me and only one other person had it, and we both got food poisoning. Like we, and neither one of us ate any of the food. So we knew it was from the beer. Uh, That beer was nasty as shit. And that's my Boulevard story. Oh. I want to wow. I want to say something real quick. Uh, while you were telling your story, um, your boy did some reconnaissance, and they are still open. Oh wow! How I'll never know. Worst bar Ooh, I've ever. I'm been telling to you right now. Life. I'm telling you right now. Pandemic over. Live podcast from <laughs> Boulevard. <North laughs> <Death>. <laughs> Let's go, Nikki. We're flying you in. Let's go. I'm coming back. Let's do it. Put it on I'm the coming company. back, baby. We'll put it on the company card. Speaking of flying in, yes, you. we'll we'll you. figure out a company card and we'll do that. Speaking of flying in. We're 17 minutes in, so we might as well start talking some basketball. James Harden flew into San Antonio in order to actually play some basketball. And he was looking nice and thick. Uh, do you guys think that this season he's going to pull like an AD or a VC and force his way out of a Houston? Or does he dye his hair red? They work this thing out and just like do like a Rodman type deal where he's like, yeah, you're going to go crazy, but you better be dropping 50. Can, uh, can I be the first one to say that maybe the angle of the picture was just bad? That could have been. Uh, I've been on that. I've been oh, on that angle. I watched, but he had he had multiple angles. I watched the highlights. I watched highlights so, of the game. This is the exact opposite of him coming down from that mountain in California during the lockout. Oh, I know. He, it looked like all the strippers ate all the food. Looked, looked yeah, like uh, he was in hibernation like, mode. James Harden, more like James Larden. You know what I'm saying? Ha 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 ha. But um, but seriously, like I, I watched, I watched, I watched the highlights, and uh, he looked puffy, man. He looked soft. Yeah. But he and always has. We've always commented on that. No, he's I always. Know, but he, he, the thing is, like, that's 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 why I sent you guys that that picture <laughs> when I saw it on Twitter. That's why I immediately sent it to you guys because we've talked about it on this podcast a million times. <laughs> the best, how, the best was that, like when they inter- when they interviewed him, they're like, "Hey, what were you doing in Atlanta, Vegas?" He was like, "Training." We're like. Mm-hmm. But you weren't though. But you really weren't though. But you weren't though. I was. I was pulling a double. A double mixed trainer. (laughs) So bad. He's so fat. He shows up. 
he shows up out of shape every year. And yeah. every year we, we expect like soft bodied kind of James Harden. But this year, like for me to explicitly notice it when I know, like when, when every year I expect him to show up out of shape. And when this year I'm like, Oh boy is my first reaction. Literally out loud. What I said when I saw that tweet, was, Oh boy. <laughs> He looks so he looks rotund. I'm to say the least. To say the least. I mean, but like, hey, I mean, really quick, I said this in text, but I want this on wax as well. He's a six foot five Pablo Sanchez. He's fat, <laughs> but he's gonna get it done. <laughs> well, so that was what I was gonna say. He like did not he did not look good in that game. I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, look, it was his first game of the preseason. Nobody very few guys are, are good in the preseason. Um he this has been his mo his entire career he plays himself into shape he comes in he does his thing he is the most boring superstar in the nba we've already known that he's gonna yeah, do I mean, he lives a fun life he's having a good game tonight against san antonio which is fine um i've been following along that on uh on game I mean, cast like, he's having he, a good game but he he's he, a he, he did not look good. he's a known commodity we all preseason doesn't mean shit when the regular season starts we already know what we're getting from him he's going to be just fine just fine per usual and we've already talked about this in the last podcast if he stays in houston i don't think he will i think there's and we'll talk about this here shortly but like he likes to get he likely gets moved he does not want to be there he is he is playing the he's playing the vince carter card he's not doing the dennis robin like just let me do my thing like and also now is not the time to like say you need a vacation and go to Vegas. Like now is not the time. Uh, he's, he's doing the Vince Carter thing, man. Like he's doing the fuck you guys. Like I'll do my thing, but also like, I'm going to like sabotage the entirety of the season until I get what I want. Superstar thing. That's just what he's doing. Vince, uh, Vince Carter's thing. You know, the, the fans, a lot of people hated him for that. And I think he got some, some rightful, vitriol for that but my god can you talk about a more talented guy that like toronto just refused to to put talent around like they they like they just they had like their second best player was like morris peterson yeah and, like, the, in, the, in the in the in the post-injury shell of antonio mcdice i mean here's the thing if you if not to go back into the fucking time machine that is the nba but like it was widely known when Vince got drafted to Toronto, he did not want to play in Canada. And it was a big thing for him for a long time. And as the team got less competitive, it just became a larger part of the narrative where it's just like, I don't even want to fucking be here in the first place. And now you're not even giving me a team that I can win with. Like, you know, they let T-Mac go and all these other things. But uh, yeah, I mean, he never wanted to be there. It's, it's, it's different. Like, it's different in the sense that like, Houston has bent and we talked about this last week. They have done whatever he wanted. And, and listen, I watch a couple of the Bulls preseason games because Bulls fan. Um, John Wall looks solid, right? Early on, looks solid, sprite, got a nice first step, quick. I was we very, assume, very impressed with. Uh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, because he's another guy who historically shows up out of shape and plays himself into shape. And he didn't this year. He did, not, he did not look like that this neither, year, which I was neither did pleasantly surprised. Another, person. another one. Another Yet one. another person who usually comes in a little chubs. Bo- but Boogie, Boogie looked Boogie looked good. lean. Like John lean Wall had a good shit, bro. John Wall had a good first step. Like I was pleasantly surprised. And like I'm I'm rooting for John Wall, who I have who I have been highly critical of on this podcast and out, out else elsewhere. Um like I'm rooting for him, and I was like very happy to see that he 
like clearly took his rehab very seriously. He came back. He looks like he's in great shape. Um, the athleticism looks like it's still there. He doesn't look like he's there's any hesitation. You know, he was going straight to the tin a lot. Um, I'm yeah. I mean, dude, the Rockets could deal Harden and, and be fine. Speaking of which, today, roughly two hours ago, from what I was looking at, could have been longer, but I don't fucking know. It's what I read. The Sixers said that they're cool with giving away Ben Simmons if it means getting James Harden. Do we actually think this is going to happen? Do we think there's more, a little bit more fire coming on here? It's quite possible, man. Like, listen, does that change anything? Of the uh, as well, I'd like to add both of those points. Is, does it what? I want to know: Is it happening, and does it change anything for both teams? Um, I mean, I don't think it does a hundred percent. I think if you put Ben Simmons on the Rockets in the short term future, they're probably a worse team. But in the long term future, they're probably better off. Um, just because you know Ben Simmons is crazy young relative to uh, Dame Chardon, and I, I and I think for Philly. He fulfills a need that they don't necessarily have right now, which is like, I mean, they have, they've, they've increased the amount of shooting that they put around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But like, we know what we're getting out of those two. We know that like, they're going to clog the lane. The guy who should be shooting isn't shooting. The guy who shouldn't be shooting is shooting too much. Like we know that out of Philly. Um, is which it team gets better out of those two? Like, I mean, which Philly, team, which team Philly has 100%. the more market? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. With that. Philly hundred percent. Yeah. Close. I mean, yeah, it's going to be Philly for sure. Yeah, it's like I, I said, I think it's Philly in the short term. I think he's yeah. much better off in the long term. Cause now the entire plan is like, all right, we're building around ben because Simmons. they got him. And then, Oh, his name's all of a sudden gone away, but the center Robert Woods. Um, he's, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good two. That's two good, good two man game to work off of. Cause I bet that pick and roll would be pretty fun. The problem yeah. is, though, like, I, I think the problem in Houston, though, is, like, you've got John Wall under contract for a long time now, and now you've got a backcourt that can't shoot. <laughs> so you're, like, running That's into true. the same problem that Philly had. Yeah. But in warmer weather. Not for so, now, right? Like, the thing is, if you're Houston. Sure, you're sure, sure. sure. I'm, I'm, saying short, I'm saying short. I'm talking short term. But I'm also yeah. talking long term, too. If you've got two backcourt guys that can't shoot, you need to get a big that can stretch the floor, and you better get a fucking small forward who is nothing but three and D which as we talked about last episode, small forward. Well, I guess, no, we talked about shooting guard, but small forward is a great position to find a, a good three and D guy. So yeah, I, well, uh, yeah, like a Robert Covington. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of those in their, in their, uh, in their midst. I don't know. I think like, is it feasible? hundred percent. You got Daryl Morey in the Sixers front office. Big fan of James Harden. Built his entire team around him. I was going to say, like, if I if there was any team for me to trust to like find shooters and build around a player, it was Houston. But I forgot. Oh wait, they don't have Daryl Moore anymore. He's in Philadelphia. So not and granted, like the new president of basketball operations GM over there is basically a disciple of his. So like you could assume that the the strategy in which you would deploy to build a team is is probably pretty similar. Like honestly, the offense that they're running right now is not that drastically different. Now granted that's that's something changed with Steven Silas, but like Steven Silas came from the Mavs where they're like stretching the shit out of the floor and just shooting the like shooting the ball at will. So I don't know, man. Like if I'm Houston at this point, it's just a really tough call to make. Like a lot of these teams have kind of just succumbed to the stars making their push out of their teams and just made whatever trade they needed to make. Um, I think that Houston has an opportunity here to just say, Hey James, go fuck yourself. You're going to stay here. You're going to play the season. You're going to play yourself into shape. We're going to try to make the playoffs and, uh, and we'll see what happens. You got two more years left on your contract and we'll figure it out next year. 
I agree. Yeah. I've, I've made that same point, you know? So like, I mean, we've made that same point. I shouldn't just say that I'm the only one that said that. Like we both made that, that same point. So uh, I know I'm the fucking worst. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it'll be interesting. Like the, the, the thing is like, as, as good as James Harden is like, he, like I've said it before. I just don't think you can win a, a title with James Harden. And like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't move the, like, there there are there are James, very there are very small few of NBA players who like if they were to get moved like I'm like oh that's a big deal even even big name guys getting moved and and so um you know James Harden getting moved like Ben Simmons getting traded like great like it, it changes it shifts around the makeup of the league but it's not one of those things where I'm like oh holy fuck like that's you know that's just like absolutely fucking wild but you know it's not like uh you know the Lakers traded like LeBron or uh, the Clippers traded Kawhi or, you know, whatever it, uh, it may be. Um, yeah. speaking of Kawhi real quick, this is not a rundown, but I don't know if you guys saw this tweet the other day, <clears throat> but this guy tweeted that, uh, you know, as we all know, Paul George agreed to that five year extension, um, with the Clippers. And he basically said, uh, you know, something along the lines of like, I, I want to like finish my career in a, a place where I can compete for championships. And, um, this guy was uh, like this reporter was like talking about something or I, I can't remember the exact details of the tweet, but he was basically like, he was like, yeah, you know, and I, I think, um, I think, you know, like, you know, there's, there's a good chance that Paul George, you know, does end up retiring a clipper. Hold on. My phone's ringing. Oh, look, it's a text from Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Blake, poor Blake. Oh, speaking of big men. Rudy Gobert was offered uh, a max contract. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We're gonna start that over again. What was that? Speaking of big men, Rudy Gobert was offered a max contract extension by the Utah Jazz, and he said no. Why? Because he believes he's worthy of a super max. But what do you guys think? Is he super worthy? I personally don't feel like it. I would like to point out. I think a max is the best Rudy is going to get. I don't think that the jazz are going to be willing to spend that kind of money on him. They might be forced to, because as we've already talked about in the past, the kind of way that this league runs, usually it's like, ah, you got to give them that kind of super max money, like a Wiggins or I don't think so, but Ted, you know, Brandon Ingram, um, you know, I don't think he's worth it. I think he's closer to a Clint Capella than he is to, I guess, a cat. Um, but, you know, he's had some all-star games here and there. But I, at the end of the day, he should have probably taken that max extension. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, know your market. <laughs> like, Unless you're a transcendent, like, generational talent at big man who can do a lot of different things, like, you know, Anthony Davis, um, big men are just not worth the super max. You know, you can get a big man who can run the floor, who can defend the rim, who can score underneath the basket, who can set screens, who can rebound, you know, do those things. And you can get them at significantly less than a, a super max. You can get a lot of those guys at less than a max, frankly. Um, Rudy Gobert is certainly in the upper echelon of centers. He is one of the better ones in the league, but the, the I mean, it, it, it's not a big man's league. It hasn't been for a long time. Um, and unless you're like, you know, 
prime Dwight Howard, who you can surround with shooters, um, which even now, I don't know if that strategy works in, in the current league, but like, there's no, <coughs> you have a hard time convincing me outside of Anthony Davis that there's a big man in this league. Maybe need too, but like there, there are few and there are a very few amount of centers in this league who I'm happy even giving a max contract to, let alone a super max. And Rudy Gobert is certainly not worthy of a super max. Take the money and run, young man. Yeah, it's an interesting move. He's he's about to turn 29, and granted, if you look at his resume, three time All NBA, two time Defense Player of the Year, four time All Defense, All Star. You could argue. He could probably have been an all-star three times, but he's been an all-star once. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's funny because like last year at the end of the season, the the narrative was very much about like, okay, cool. Let maybe we should get rid of Rudy because like he is to Tad's point, like he's limited on the offensive end. It, it was funny because uh, Tony Bradley recently joined the Sixers, and uh, he was commenting about a practice that he had with Joel Embiid where Joel Embiid got the ball in the post and just like went at him. And Tony was like, he was doing things that like I hadn't seen in a center. And after he scored on me, he ran down the court and he was like, I'm not fucking Rudy. I'm not fucking Rudy. Right. So like, (laughs) that is like, that is just a, it's just a known thing where like Rudy Gobert is a top echelon defensive center. And is very limited on the offensive end. And those guys are, they're not super max worthy players. Like they're just yeah, not. Yeah. No. This is, you, you, you said what I said in, in much fewer words. <laughs> Crushed it. I, well, really quick. Do we, like, cause do we actually think he gets the super max? Now, hold on. Uh, now I wanted to answer that question. I wanted to answer that money at him. I wanted to answer that question. Because we're talking, could be we're having two team. different conversations here. Is he worth the no. max? No, no, he's not. But here's the thing: we have all come to agreement. But here's with the that. thing: only one team can give. Only it? one team can give him the supermax. That's a Jazz, right? That's true. Like, I'm sorry. He'll he'll get a max contract from somebody. Yeah. Soon, but nobody else is going to give him the supermax. But will, the Jazz are the Jazz are poised to compete without him if they can get a, 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 a like even a, a close enough replacement. I think I think they'd be fine. Like I agree. I, I don't I, I I'm not giving him a supermax. Um I don't think they'll give it to him. I don't. And I like they've they've categorically denied it, but I don't think that there isn't friction between him and Donovan Mitchell. Especially after the whole COVID thing. I mean True. it sounds like they've gotten past that, but nonetheless, like I think I think Utah's kind of just like Yeah, but I feel like they've gotten him. past it in a way where they're like co-workers and can coexist and play with one another but like, well, like you like you, think... <laughs> you called me your brother the other day so i was i, I, was, I, very got, drunk. I was very drunk i kept, it was like <laughs> 9 30 in the morning <laughs> on like a tuesday it's drunk on coffee and we coffee drunk before it was a very long week i was very stressed out she could do wow anyway <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah i no he's not worth it i don't think they'll give it to him no, somebody's gonna pay him, but he's. And, that's he's a, and this is this is this is what I talked about last like last episode or two episodes ago, where we we have this problem with max contracts in the in the in the NBA because like there are guys that are are worth like every penny of those, but you also like hamstring yourself 
you know, when you're, you're like, okay, we're giving a player a, a super max, which is what, 30, 35% of the cap, right? And then it can potentially be up to 40%. Yep. Like that, if you're given that amount of money over the long term to a guy who like, you know, by all accounts, isn't going to like transcend your team to a championship. Like it, it, it hurts you in the long run. Now I also want to say I'm very pro player and I'm all about, Hey, a lot of bread in this league, everybody eating kind of guy. But at the end of the day, there has to be a point where you draw the line so that your team can actually compete. And we're not just paying guys because we're afraid to lose them. Yeah. All I'm hearing is sign and trade for Vucevic. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that, that, the there's a guy who deserves a super max, the best center in the league. <laughs> <laughs> good lord good lord hey, you um, know he's got like a four-year like 44 million dollar contract the guy's on a very team-friendly deal i agree yeah yeah especially considering he's like borderline author 100 okay then you can just send mo Bamba over as backup just in case but you can keep rudy because that probably gets closer with that supermax that he really really wants win-win <laughs> it's a win-win um all right guys next topic on the rundown NBA preseason started up last week, and by the end of this week, it's going to wrap up. So, did anyone catch your eye this preseason? Did you catch a glimpse of a rookie and say, oh, so that's Patrick Williams? Maybe you watch some Pelicans and think to yourself, you know what? They should trade for James Harden so him, Zion, and Steven Adams can be the trio of thickness that leads the Pelicans to the top. I was actually... I personally would just love that. I am... impressed with Patrick Williams. Um, I'm going to go ahead and he say He wasn't so. bad. It's a smooth shot, and he played good D. I'll, I'll admit I was impressed. Um, uh, he's got a lot of work to do, still very yeah. raw, but I was impressed, so I'm going to give you guys some some kudos. But the uh, rookie I have been most impressed with, and uh, I've, I've only watched a smattering of the games, and, and of those games that I've watched, I've only watched a smattering of the game itself. Um, but Denny Avidia, Looks like the real fucking deal. He's just efficient. He's just like, he just understands how to play basketball. He played professionally for so long that he just understands how to play basketball. I was literally just about to say he's a very smart player. The basketball IQ is very, very, like very clearly there. Um, So very, very impressed with him. He can pass, he can shoot. His defense needs some work, but he's a passable defender for the time being, you know, and if that's all he ever is, but he improves on the offensive end, like terrific. Um, He looks really good. I can't sit here and tell you that I haven't been impressed with uh, LaMelo Ball, although LaMelo Ball seems like the guy who wants to make the – he's a like the hot sauce, fuck a two-hand chest pass kind of guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki, I believe you said that after I sent the uh, <laughs> that, that, that hot sauce clip. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he looks like the guy who kind of wants to make the, the highlight play all the time. But frankly, you know what he kind of reminds me of? Uh, with his, his craftiness and playmaking ability is a, a young Rondo who is a significantly better shooter. I was going to so, say more of like a young Jason Williams, but he's kind of got that swagger that Jason Williams had. Yeah. Sure. That's right, fair. That same shoot. I'll give right, you that. Shoot that's the the, yeah. Well, no, Jason Williams was a much better shooter than LaMelo was ever going to be. But, I guess that's true. Jason Williams could but shoot. Jason Williams, like the I way that, that, like his style of passing where it was just like, there was just like, there was just so much bravado behind his pass passing. It's just like, it just, he just had this, like, he just like every like, every game was just like him just playing street ball. Like it was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he passed with his elbow. Shit, bro. Like he was just incredible. You know how you say like Steph never saw a shot he didn't like. Uh, Jason Williams never saw a chest pass that he did like. Yeah. <laughs> it's accurate. It's true. 
It's true. That's like LaMelo's giving me like Jason Williams, like young Jason Williams vibes right now. And I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I don't know. Me too. I mean, other like other rookies that have been impressive thus far. I'll tell you somebody who's been really unimpressive. Anthony Edwards is not very good right now. He's fucking now, dude, he's Contavious Caldwell Pope, man. I want to I want to same I, player. I want to say something. I want to say something. <laughs> so there was an article that came out last week where Derrick Rose was interviewed about like Killing Hayes and just like his role now with like a new up and coming point guard. Cause like Killian Hayes has been off to a really bad start. He's like two for 21 in his first two games. Like, yeah. It's, really, it's not really been bad. good. And I'm, good. Uh, I'm eating, I'm eating. Words it's, right it's, now. it's early, but Derek Rose said something yeah. that was like super interesting. He's like, let me break it down. Like my rookie season, I got drafted. I went to camp in July. I was there for two, three weeks. They told me everything they wanted me to work on for the entirety of the summer. Then I got to play with team USA. Then I got to come into normal team camp. And then we started the season. He's like, I had months and months of preparation. These kids had basically a month after they got drafted to just come into camp and start playing. So, like, there was a learning curve and a very steep one, which is part of the reason why I picked Obi to win Rookie of the Year. Because, like, as far as, like, a guy who can just, like, kind of come in and do this, he's not multifaceted. He can only do one thing, and that's dunk on the baseline. Like, it's fine. Um, But, like, Killian's been rough. Anthony Edwards, not great. Although that Minnesota team is just disastrous lamello lamello's been fun he fixed his jump shot late in the season in australia and um it's definitely carried over now like he's not jumping as high on his jump shot he shot a couple shots the other day he's never going to be a good shooter um i've i've been shit i have a sneeze coming (laughs) I've, i've been impressed i've been impressed with patrick williams thus far um got it up zoom tight thank you to to tad's point He's very raw. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to be molded there. Um, but I've I've been impressed nonetheless. Um, and then you know, there's a couple like fringe guys. The dude that got drafted by Boston, not uh, not the kid out of Vanderbilt, uh, but the kid out of out of Oregon. He's been pretty solid. Um, uh, yeah. Okoro's looked pretty good. Okoro, man. He had the, he had the game winner, and he game was winner. playing good defense. I, mean, I said this on the night of the draft. He was the most polished defender, and I he just I. I really wanted him. I like Patrick Williams, but I really wanted Isaac Okoro. I really did. Yeah. And he was fifth, four, five. We'll see how that ends up going. Um, um, so I, I would also, I just want to make a point too, uh, Jay, just for clarity's sake, uh, Peyton Pritchard is who you're talking about. And, uh, that guy is a he's a good he's a good uh, example of like why sometimes it's okay to draft a you know senior uh, four year college player um, in the first round of the draft uh, because you can you late. can tell that you could tell that his game is is pretty refined like is he going to be a like an all star NBA caliber player probably not but yeah. he looks he looks the part of an NBA player I do also want to say and Jay you you sort of alluded to this but like these guys did not have summer league. And like I know that summer yeah. league, summer league is summer league, and that's fine. But like, that's an opportunity to adjust to the NBA game. There's a lot of times there's like second year NBA guys that are playing in that, and like NBA vets who are trying to make a roster and that kind of thing. So like, you're getting comfortable with like you know playing against guys who are NBA caliber players. You know, and and you know they may be end of the bench guys or they may be second year guys who still have things to work on and and that sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's still summer league is still a step up from what you're playing in college because you're still playing guys. I, I think one of the things that always drives me insane about the NBA is, is people forget that like 
you know, they talk about not playing defense and, and that sort of thing, which I think that narrative has started to, to go away to a degree. But what people yeah. forget is like these guys at every level that they have ever played have been the man. Like they have been the best player on their team for the most part. Occasionally, like, you know, you get it like two two guys or, you know, in Kentucky's case, sometimes like four guys who make the league um, who may, you know, one of them, like John Wall obviously was the man in Kentucky, but then you had DeMarcus Cousins who, you know, pretty fucking close behind him. But like for the most part, like you're playing guys who like are ultra, ultra, ultra talented. Like you're you're not you're not being guarded by a college player who averages four points and two rebounds a game. You know you're out, you're being guarded by the guy who scored nineteen and twelve. You know, um, <clears throat> and so like when when you think about the fact that you know they're literally getting into preseason games without any opportunity to adjust to the pace of of the NBA game, which is significantly faster um, and and much different than the college game. I think a lot of these guys need need a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. So I think it's a little early to to start, you know, pulling the plug on people. Um, you know, I mean, and I, I was reading a thing uh, the other day on Rookie Wire, like yesterday, about Blake Griffin defending Killian Hayes and just saying like, hey, like you know, the one thing that we love about him is that like, yeah, he hasn't played well and he's he hasn't hit a ton of shots, but the confidence is still there. It's not like he's going out there and just you know going into a shell because he hasn't played well. Um, and so. Yeah, I mean, like the jury's still out on a lot of these guys, but for guys that I'm impressed with, you know, I've been, I've, uh, it's it's impressive for the guys that are playing impressively because they haven't had, like Jay said, this this time to, to acclimate themselves. Yeah, um, let's go into our last topic wait, 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 of the wait, wait, night. Wait, before we do oh, that, before we do that, we need to talk about other guys that are not rookies that have been playing pretty impressively throughout the preseason. Oh, I guess that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we were just so focused. I was just so focused on rookies, and I was like, yeah, we're good to go in there. I but yeah. What you got? I have one in particular. I think obviously the the obvious one that we can talk about is is Taylor Horton Tucker. He's been incredible thus far. Oh, yeah. Now two games against the Clippers, played against the first string guys like defended Kawhi. Like I mean, and putting up 30, 30 some odd points in a preseason game is like it's not laughable. Like in towards the end of the season last year, like he played two way most of the season. Uh, came up later in the season, played pretty well, played in the bubble a little bit. Like was highly touted as a, as a Chicago kid out of Simeon. Like was kind of a weird draft prospect out of Ohio state, but, uh, or pardon me, Iowa state. Um, he's been pretty solid, but the guy that I want to talk about, and I don't want to do the Homer thing, but damn it. If he hasn't been fucking incredible, Zach Levine has been so fucking efficient through the three preseason games as far. It's Looks better on defense. Too. I mean, really, he's, he's going to be an all-star this year for sure. I think that's really he's possible. Well. I mean, he shot 50, he's, he shot 50%, 57%. And the last game he shot nine of 14, for fucking 24 points in 25 minutes. If that's not efficient, I don't know what else is. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. It really Bobby is. White had 27 that game too. Oh, he has like 18 in the third quarter. <laughs> fucking Yeah, he had 18 in the third. Awful. He does that a lot where he'll just come off and have like a, a like a big rush of scoring, just kind of like Clay Thompson does. Or it's just like a whole lot and real real rapid. He did that last year where he scored like twenty yeah. in a quarter. Yeah. No, I'm 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 I've been really impressed with Zach Levine thus far. I mean, again, it's three games in, two games against the Rockets, Sands w- without James Harden. Uh, but Zach Levine's been really impressive so far throughout the preseason. Yeah, I liked him. Tad, is there anyone you, you enjoyed? Uh I, I, I don't like I mean I could talk about some current players, but I wanted to say one more uh rookie that I, I feel like we we missed and somebody that we've all um been high on uh that we've talked about at length and that's Tyrese Halliburton has looked really good for the Kings. I agree, um, man. Yes. 
Yeah. So he had a, a really efficient night the other night. He didn't like light it up, you know, but he added like 11 points and a handful of assists. Like he looked really, really, um, really good. So I was, uh, I was, I was very pleased, um, by that from, uh, the standpoint of, um, you know, like, uh, like players that I, uh, other players that have impressed me. I mean, I'll tell you right now, uh, we already talked about John Wall, but how about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? That team looks like it's going to be pretty fucking yeah. formidable. I'll, I'll tell you what, those nets, dude, like if they looked good, like Katie had a nice first step. He didn't look hesitant. And the jumper is just, it's just there. I mean, that's it's, never, it's, going it's, away. It's, it never goes away. Kyrie looks it's, like he still just fucking plays around with the ball on a goddamn string. Like it, it, it was, it was, it's been impressive to see. So um, I know, like it's a cop out because you're not talking about like a mid level player, which I think like is what the the preseason stuff or like you know fringe guys that you're kind of supposed to talk about. But like I would be remiss if we were not talking about what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving look. You like have to night. now. The yeah. the only caveat. The only caveat is I think we all saw the really awkward IG live between Kyrie and KD and Kyrie is crazy. He's a, he's a weird, he says he wants to post up 10 times a game. Uh, KD was like, we'll see what happens. Um, it's, but what do you actually, does he actually do that? It doesn't, it doesn't matter do it. because it doesn't matter because if he doesn't get to do it, he's going to complain about it and he's going to create problems. That's what he does. And it's only a matter of time until Kyrie implodes. Even last season, the Nets were like, Ooh, we got problems in the fucking team. Kyrie's kind of annoying. We don't really like him. He's fucking terrible. It's inevitable. So I hope that KD can kind of like render that situation. Cause it was kind of like, I mean, that's why Kenny Atkins is not there anymore because they were like, yeah, no, Kyrie doesn't really like him. And KD's kind of meh about him. He's not playing DeAndre Jordan. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan looked so. good. He had a couple nice dunks. Yeah, he's, 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 that, whole looked, looked, that whole team is deep. Like yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie looks I, pretty I good. He was, he was doing a good job. I absolutely love that team. But coming into the season, and we talked about this last week, like the biggest thing was, is KD going to be even remotely KD? And how's Kyrie look? And KD look incredible. And I think KD the team that I saw the other night, now, granted, grain of salt, they were playing against the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal, without Russell Westbrook. But what you see on the court, now, I hope that it continues through the entirety of the season, but if that team is that team for the entirety of this NBA season, it's a championship contender. Like, they're, yeah. they're 100% a championship contender. It's not even close. Because they're just so fucking deep. They really are. Yeah, they're looking good. I also would like to point out, um, the Suns looked pretty fun, like, fun first spot. Like, they both, I think they lost both of the games I've seen, but they were playing very well for spots there. Chris Paul is clearly a leader already on that team. I think DeAndre Ayton's starting to look pretty good. Him and him and Chris Paul are going to have a nice two man game. There was a couple glimpses here, here and there for the what was it, the Lakers Suns game that I watched. That was like you were just like, okay, yeah, they can set good pick and rolls. Chris Paul's kind of like telling DeAndre Ayton where to go and like leading on the court, and DeAndre Ayton's just listening. He's like, I understand this guy clearly knows what the fuck he's doing. Can I take back my most improved nomination from Gordon Hayward and give it De- to DeAndre Ayton? I did text you guys immediately after we finished recording, so it, uh, it is true. it's on wax. Well, I mean, Gordon Hayward looks he did for so, DeAndre Jordan. Well, that too. Gordon, that Gordon, too. Gordon, yeah, he got hurt. hurt hand. doesn't help. Also, John Morant is incredible. I love him so much. He's in, he's fucking incredible. Oh, God, I love him. Oh, yeah. so good. Not that I love him so much. 
And dude, you know what? He's always going to be fun. And Zion, Zion looked good. What was that, 26, that's right? Five days. That's Five it. days. That's it. Until the NBA? That's it. That's right. Five days. That's it. Five fucking days. Uh, My God. Not that's honestly it's it's four days basically at this point. Well, I guess if you can, you know either way, it's the twenty second and oh, dude, oh, point, Michael, let me tell you, <laughs> your, your boy, your boy, the uh, fucking the Rockets, that Rockets Bulls game. I watched pretty much. I watched like the first half until Iowa, um, Iowa, Iowa State was on. Um, but I, 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 I was just like elated. Like Lauren was watching something and she had it paused and I came in and like sat on the couch and just immediately grabbed the, she was watching something on HBO, which we run through the PlayStation. We also run YouTube TV through our, through my PlayStation. And, uh, I just immediately, uh, grabbed the controller because like she had a pause. So I assume she was done watching she's like, um, what are you doing? And I was like, there's preseason basketball. on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I understand that. I've been I've been watching. Well, I've I watched one every, not every night, but I've watched a preseason game almost every night. Yeah, same. That they've been on. Like I've been, it's been. I'm just. It's it was weird because it's not. It's not like it's been that long of a break, but I'm just ready to go. I ordered. I want, I want to, today. So, uh, what a perfect tr- fucking segue. Well, let's name our top three. League pass choices. Who the hell you want to watch at 6.30 on a fucking Tuesday? <laughs> Let's all start. Uh, we'll all start third first. All right. Let's go round robin. Jay, go first. I think, I think my third team this season, my league pass team, is going to be... Hmm. Give me Atlanta. Atlanta's gonna be my third, uh, like my a third fun league pass team. That is, that is also fun, my third. That is also get mine. Ten. Give me Atlanta. I like Atlanta. Atlanta, I like that. I think my third. Uh, you. That's fine, Ted. That you also say Atlanta's your third. I think my third place might be the Hornets. Uh, still East Coast, but a team that I think I, I, I want to watch Lonzo Ball throw three hundred through the legs behind the back passes all fucking game. The Hornets, the Hornets are actually my number two. So I'm, I'm with you there. Number two. Oof. Brave. Yeah. So I, like I, I, I rank my league. Pass tell us, tell us. I, let me, let me tell you the criteria that I have for my, my league pass rankings. So for example, the Lakers have 16 and or 16 national TV games this year. The Mavericks have 14. Um, and like, you know, the, the trailblazers have like five. So, like I look at teams that have a low amount of national TV games as like my high priority games to watch on league pass. So my number one team, I'll just go ahead and come out and, and do this. My number one team for league pass this year is the jazz. It's historically been the nuggets and the nuggets are right up there. I mean, look, I'm going to watch a fuckload of basketball this year on my iPad, yeah. on my TV, on my fucking phone. Like I'm going to be watching a ton of NBA this season. Um, but the 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 Jazz are, are my number one, and they only have four nationally televised games this year. So like, I try to focus my league pass games on teams who like I can't turn it tune into on TNT on a Thursday night or on ESPN on a Wednesday night. You know, like I, I look yeah. at teams and I'm like, who has games that like I can't actively just like flip on the TV and be like, oh, it's a primetime game. These primetime teams are on. Um, 
So like that's my criteria for league pass games is like, you know, what teams can I can I watch that that like, you know, aren't aren't typically on on national TV? Because like frankly, like if I'm going if I'm if I'm excluding that criteria, then my teams are I guess I don't know, the Pelican or the Hornets uh um only have one. I almost said the the Pelicans because I was confusing New Orleans, which you know that hasn't been a thing yeah. for tens of years at this point. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, like you know, like my my number one team I want to watch this season is the Mavericks, but like they're not my top league pass team. Yeah, yeah. See, that's my that's my top league pass team. Like, I I want to watch all the Luca because t- to Nikki's point, the prompt was random Tuesday night, random Tuesday night. They're not playing national television games, so give me give that's me. That's fair. All that's fair. I went. I chose yeah. to go in a different way with the assignment. Yeah, I get that. I for my second place, I I'm gonna say it's gonna be the Washington Wizards. Um, Interesting. I think it's. I actually think it'll be fun to watch that team. Like you guys already said, Denny looks good. I I want to see what Rui's got. I never I never watched any games with him really last. I just watched highlights. They don't um, have any. Uh, they have no nationally televised games this season. So yeah, it'll be fun to see Russell Westbrook drop thirty against the Pacers On and have like. <laughs> yeah, and had like 14 assists, 10 rebounds. Meanwhile, Bradley Beal's got 33 on 10 shots. And, you know. <laughs> right, right. You're right. <laughs> it's just like, all right, cool. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be a good one. And I think my number one uh, is the Suns because I do – I really do want – Devin Booker's a blast to watch, and I enjoy watching Chris Paul play basketball. He is also the same thing, sort of like the way you guys said at the top with like Kawhi or – the guy, I think he said his name was Xavier. I uh, could have been one hundred percent wrong uh, with the basketball, where it's like he kind of slows the game down and it is fun to watch. Like a man who clearly understands basketball. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I could tell you this much: on a random Tuesday night at six thirty, I'm going to have the game I really want to watch on my TV on League Pass, and I'm going to have the game that I second most want to watch on my iPad, propped up on my coffee table, watching that. And then I'm going to parlay that into the later games, which will be on, and watch those evening games and choose two of those games to have on my iPad and on my uh, television. Because your boy is savoring as much NBA basketball as he as he possibly can, given uh, that the the basketball gods have chosen to spit in the face of COVID-19 and deliver unto us <laughs> NBA basketball for the Lord did create NBA basketball. And he said, rejoice in this for it is good. Amen. And I shall, Amen. I shall rejoice in it. Amen. Um, I've got two, two other teams that I haven't mentioned yet that are definitely on my short list for league pass teams. Um, one is going to be Memphis. I've already talked about John Morant. He's one of the most, like, the most fun players to watch in the NBA. Sure. I mean, I, they're, I want they're all of John Morant. Of course. But yeah. I think one that probably wouldn't have been very popular a couple of years ago, but have since, like, kind of, they've kind of gone into uh, less popularity since uh, since they last won a championship. I'm going to go Golden State. Give me some Golden State games this year. I want to watch Steph Cook all season. I really do. I want to yeah, see him, Kelly like, Oubre. Kelly Oubre I want to see, see what Andrew Wiggins can do with that team. I'm really interested. Yeah, I want to see what Weissman's got. Yeah, give me can, can I can I just say one quick thing? How like great is it? And like it, it speaks to how good and and how great the product of the NBA is right now that we're all listing a wide breadth of teams 
And as every single team that you you two have brought up, I'm like, that's a great choice. Can't wait to watch that team this season. And it's just it, like the the from a talent perspective, the league is in a, a better place than it has been in a long time. There's a lot of exciting young players. There's a lot of teams that are, um, you know, poised to potentially make a run at a championship this year. I mean, you know, there's some some fucking mainstays from the past couple of seasons between you know, the Lakers and, and the Celtics and the, the, the Bucks, but like, you know, the Mavericks are a team that kind of snuck in, not, not snuck in, but you know, they were on the lower rung of the seeding last year. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're looking at them as a potential top three seed this year. The young talent is good. There's a lot of parody in the league right now. You know, we ranked those teams one through eight last week. Like I had a hard time because there's like some teams where you're like, well, fuck man. Like they might actually be really good this season. Um, and so it's just, it's what an exciting time. And if you don't get league, if you, if you love the NBA and you don't get league pass, like I'm telling you right now, fucking get it. I've gotten it every year of my life since like my junior year of college. And it is the best money I spend every fucking year because it, it, it just, you just, that's, God, I just can't fucking wait, man. Five days. I'm so excited. <laughs> we've, got, we've got fantasy basketball starting. i got to start that league tonight. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll text uh, you my yeah. email after this. Yes, please and thank yeah, you. Yeah, you guys are going to have to get that done because I sure shit ain't joining that. We I don't, need, I don't like fantasy people, sports, man. people away from 12, you son of a bitch. You need one I more? Ever... We need two more. Counting me? Uh, Yeah, you're already included. We need two more people. Okay. I, can, right, I, can, right, I can get two. I'll, I'll get two more. I'll get two more. Perfect. Love it. Look at that. Perfect. Making deals on the podcast. Cause again, I'm not good. I'm not good at fantasy sports. We can make this the last actual t- topic. I've never a, been good at doing fantasy sports. I'm a businessman doing business. Yeah. In the words of it. illustrious president, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've never been big on fantasy sports. I always forget to set my lineups and I always forget to pay attention to that. I just I don't know I'm not a it's I'm not a manager at heart guys it's not in my it's not in me I got it in me Gatorade is it in you <laughs> is it in you boom boom all right with that I think this is the end of our episode it's been a great time talking to everybody let's get some plugs up in this bad boy my plug's name oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Hall underscore and you can follow me on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. Uh you can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. By the way, Anthony Edwards has hit three three pointers tonight, so I'm an idiot. You're Oops. an idiot. We're all idiots. Yeah, you know what? Fucking blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. Boom boom. All right, you can follow me at Nikki Palooza on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the pod at NBA Pod. Please like, follow, subscribe, five stars, all those sort of things. Tell your friends. Uh, all right, folks. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. Who doesn't love to have a mom who loves to talk about sports with mom kids? Podcast. For sure. We talk about. We love poop. the mommies here, buddy. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. For Jay, for Tad, I'm Nikki. This has been NBA. Goodbye. Oh, we still gotta work out. Yeah, we go. <laughs> <laughs>